Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. My friends at MyPillow, my buddy Mike Lindell, told me he was coming out with a brand new product. It's called the New Mattress Topper. So I got the New Mattress Topper immediately, and I've been sleeping on it now for a couple of months. It's the best thing you've ever felt in your life. Now, you literally have MyPillow Foam for Support. It's a transitional foam that helps relieve pressure points, and it's ultra-soft, patented temperature, regulating cover. And I got to tell you, it has a 10-year warranty, a cover that's washable and dryable. It's made in the USA, backed by their 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee. Once you try this new mattress topper, you put it right over your mattress, you will never sleep better. And right now, you, my radio listeners, you're going to save 30% off when you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code TOPPER. And by the way, Mike will also give you two standard MyPillows absolutely free. All right, so try MyPillow.com promo code TOPPER. Promo code TOPPER for this great deal and the best night's sleep you ever had. Your mention of Podesta, you were talking specifically about one Podesta, were you not? And no, they I was actually with the I was Ukraine, talking, correct? No, I was talking about both Podesta brothers because uh, on uh, July 31st, Peter Schweitzer wrote a devastating monograph called From Russia with Money about John and Tony making millions from the oligarchs around Putin in aluminum, in uranium, in gas, in banking. And then on the 14th of August, Breitbart published another story by uh, by Schweitzer tying Tony Podesta to the same Ukrainian political party as, the, as Paul Manafort. So I said the Podesta's time in the barrel would come. What I was saying was I intended to get that information on a background basis to a number of reporters. Any other uh, narrative about what happened there uh, is false. And there was no controversy about my tweet for six weeks uh, until uh, it is alleged uh, that Stone was foreshadowing Podesta's emails being stolen. Let me be clear. I never knew the source or the content of any allegedly hacked or allegedly stolen emails. That is a lie. I believe 
believe I will be vindicated. It's funny to watch Preet Bahara on CNN say this is a slam dunk, calls me a liar. Here's a guy who a federal judge lashed for lying in the William Walton case. You're the liar, Preet. So, uh, and then watching reporters jump to conclusions, Tucker, and say, oh, well, the, the, the Trump campaign official who directed Stone to find out about WikiLeaks was Donald Trump. No, it was not. All right, that was Roger Stone, uh, who has been speaking out after what happened, what, five days ago, and that is that in the pre-dawn hours of January 25th, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks and 27 heavily armed, well, agents, federal agents dressed in SWAT gear, surrounded his home, drew their weapons, pounded on his door, uh, a guy that's not charged with a violent crime, not a drug kingpin, not even a flight risk, doesn't have a passport. Uh, they could have looked up if he has a gun. He does not. Um, instead, he's indicted on processing violations again. Uh, our friend Andy McCarthy, Fox News contributor and a columnist for the National Review, who's been amazing on all of this from the get-go, you know, he had an interesting take on this. Now, remember, he's the former United States attorney for the prestigious Southern District of New York, and he was responsible for the prosecution and successful prosecution of the blind shake. Um, he's written extensively on the Mueller probe and the search for collusion and now the indictment of Roger Stone. And he joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Um, look, this happens... We have a whole list of people that I've been talking about on television, one after another, that we know lied to Congress, that we know lied under oath, one of the charges in this particular indictment. Um, it's weird how we never see uh, Eric Holder, Clapper, Brennan, uh, or Lois Lerner, or Hillary Clinton. They never get pre-dawn raids with armored vehicles and SWAT teams, but Manafort got it, Roger Stone got it, and Michael Cohn got it. So what is going on here? Is this not overkill in your view? Oh, it's totally overkill, Sean. And I think I've been uh, as, as loud a complainer, well, maybe not as loud as you, but almost as loud as anyone on the fact that uh, nobody who is objective, put everybody's politics aside, who looked at the Hillary Clinton emails investigation and looked at the so-called Trump-Russia investigation Nobody who looked at those objectively could say the same quality of justice was accorded to each side. And the only explanation for that is politics. I think this is a very politicized investigation. It's got uh, there are a lot of irregularities. And the only sensible explanation I can gather from it uh, is that the people who were in power when Hillary was uh, being investigated favored her side. Uh, and they scorched the earth to try to make a case on Trump. The irony of all of it is there was Russian interference. And by the way, people like Devin Nunes were out there warning everybody in 2014 that the Russians would try to disrupt in some way our elections. They've done right. it before. You know, I never understood how we don't at some point look internally here. You know, if guys like Julian Assange can hack into NASA and the Department of Defense when they're 16 years old and it's 40 years later and we're still getting hacked into, by the way, WikiLeaks, he claims they didn't do it. They got the information, to be clear. But, you know, why we don't have defenses at this point is 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 mind boggling to me. This is, you know, top secret information. Yeah, it is, Sean. And, and you have to hope that the the. Um 
that our Defense Department and our intelligence people do a lot of work that we don't see to try to protect us. But the, the point I'd make politically is that Russia has been, whether it was as the Soviet Union or the, the current regime, Russia's been interfering in politics in the United States and in politics in the West uh, for as long as, you know, going back to the Bolsheviks, probably. Uh, and yeah, at some point, it's, isn't it shame on us, not shame on you? We should be protecting ourselves? Yeah, of course we should. But the point I, I would make is that it was a trifle, and Obama treated it as a trifle this time around until Trump won. And then he did a 180 and ordered the intelligence community to put out, four of the intelligence agencies to put out a report that would ordinarily have taken over a year to do uh, the way the government works. Obama wanted the report put out while he was still president so that he could publicize it. Uh, the report not only made a bigger deal than Obama certainly had made about the Russian interference that he knew about during the election, uh, they made sure to say in there that they thought that uh, Putin wanted Trump to win, when I think anybody who knows and studies Russia knows that what they were trying to do is sow discord in our society. Usually what Russia does is they don't back the, the person they want to win, they back the people they think are going to lose, because that's the best way uh, to sow chaos and dissent in a society. Uh, but they did this for political reasons, because after Clinton lost, uh, they had to come to grips with an explanation for why she lost, and this is what they came up with. But the thing is, is that the very people that were involved, and Comey said under oath, by the way, that he did not write an exoneration before, and we learned later that, in fact, he had. Again, that would be lying, the same things that other people get in trouble for, so we don't have equal justice under the law. Um, but they were writing an exoneration in May before they interviewed Hillary or anybody else on the violation of the Espionage Act, the top secret classified information that was on the server in the mom and pop shop bathroom closet. But those same people that were responsible for the interview and the exoneration, Peter Strzok in particular, was out there saying, well, Hillary should win 100 million to zero. And then we just learned that the dossier, the Russian lies that were propagated to the American people that she paid for, were then the basis of a FISA warrant. And now we know, according to Bruce Orr's testimony, that everybody in the DOJ and the FBI all were warned by Bruce Orr that Steele hates Donald Trump, that Hillary paid for it. None of it's verified, but they used it as the basis for FISA warrants. Now, why aren't any of these people in trouble? Why is it always just one direction? Why, if they're interested in Russia collusion, why didn't they investigate the dirty dossier or the Uranium One deal? Well, Sean, I hope they are investigating it. I mean, you really have to put those questions to the current Justice Department. I know why the last Justice Department did what it did. I haven't quite figured out what the current Justice Department is up to, but I, I think you're quite right. There are a lot of irregularities here. We understand the Inspector General's looking into it. Uh, we were told when Jeff Sessions was Attorney General that he he had appointed this guy, John Huber, the U.S. attorney in Utah, to look into all this stuff. I like to think that the reason that we haven't heard much about that investigation is because you shouldn't hear about investigations until the government's ready to charge someone or do something about it. But I must say, it's been two years and we haven't heard a peep. We don't seem to get anything from Congress in the way of... Um, well, we get daily coverage. You yourself have written about the rationale for the Trump-Russia investigation that the right. Trump campaign coordinated with the Kremlin's cyber espionage ap operation. Now, we all know they're bad actors and Putin is a bad actor. Russia, a bad act. They're bad actors on the world stage. 
stage. There's been no evidence. None. Right. And you look at these indictments, these process crime indictments, and you got to ask yourself, what are they doing here? Yeah, Sean, can I, can I just say, I think it's actually worse than that there's no evidence, because if you follow the logic of what Mueller has proved, it's not that there's no evidence, it's that it didn't happen. What Mueller's theory is, after all this investigation, Russia acted on its own. It didn't want or need help from anybody on the American side, not just Trump, but anybody. Some of the operations predated Trump's entry into the campaign. Some of the some of the operations were actually against Trump. And this latest indictment of Stone shows that the Trump campaign didn't even know what WikiLeaks had. Forget about what Russia had. Their theory is that Russia operated alone and was not in cahoots with the Trump administration, which I think is a is a fine conclusion because it seems to be consistent with the evidence. But my question is, why haven't they said that? Why have we labored for two years under this cloud of suspicion that the president is a Russian agent when they're operating under an investigative assumption that Russia acted alone? We had the unprecedented move a couple of Fridays ago when Mueller said the BuzzFeed article isn't true. Wouldn't he at some point want to make the American people aware that we found no evidence of collusion the president is not a target, is not in legal jeopardy. Do something to help inform the American people. You know, we, we see the left, they're like foaming at the mouth at the thought that they can use this to either impeach or get rid of the president. Ordinarily, they would tell you that, you know, the government doesn't talk about investigations. But here they did talk about the investigation and they quite intentionally told the public in this March 17th or March 2017 uh, House Intelligence Committee testimony by then Director Comey, which he said was done with the authorization of the Justice Department. Um, They quite publicly said that they were investigating Russia and that a threat of the investigation was whether the Trump campaign coordinated in Russia's cyber espionage. I think having said that publicly, they owe it to the public to correct that misimpression because that appears to be what it is. I'd love to think that Mueller felt obliged to do that, but I, I think he really corrected the BuzzFeed story because the way BuzzFeed reported it, it looked like the leak was coming out of Mueller's own shop. So I don't think he was looking to defend the president. I think he was looking to defend his own investigation. Well, I understand. But I mean, um, you know, I watch all this, this big, huge double standard existing here. And what I see are some very powerful individuals in the FBI, the DOJ, the intel community that literally help one candidate avoid what would be certain prosecution for anybody else so we have a dual justice system and then when that person buys russian lies we're supposed to look into russian interference they allow it to be used as a fisa warrant they lie to the fisa judges they omit certain information and they never verify or corroborate if i did that what would happen i'm going to let you think about that when we get back If you're in a relationship with that special person, there are a couple of important dates that require roses, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, and Valentine's Day is coming. So when you're looking for the biggest, best quality roses, you got to check out my friends at 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, you can get 18 red roses, only $29.99, upgrade to 24 red roses for just 10 bucks more. An unbelievable deal from 1-800-Flowers. Now remember, 1-800-Flowers, their flowers always picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure maximum freshness, and that's why they can give you the best deal out there. And by the way, you get the best deal also by thinking ahead. 
ahead, ordering early. All right, to order 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 roses, only 10 bucks more, just go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. But hurry, this offer expires on Wednesday. All right, that was the New York State legislature after they passed this bill that allows abortion, yeah, even into the ninth month. And then we had these events unfolding uh, in Virginia today. And to this very second, I'm still extraordinarily shocked, and it's quite appalling uh, how this is now spreading. I mean, you had this Democratic uh, delegate down, and we'll get into this more also in the next hour, introducing there, and she actually says, oh, yeah, no, you can have an abortion up until dilation. Listen, listen to this. How late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the, of the woman? Or physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay, but to the end of the third trimester. Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill. So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth, would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor... The physician and the woman. I understand make that. that. I'm asking point. if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that. Yes. Up to dilation. That means the mother's giving birth. That's not. We're we're now out of the realm of abortion. That is a viable, full term child. Um, that's called infanticide. I don't know why this is now spreading like wildfire. That's, you know, first New York, now Virginia, now Rhode Island and California. This is now, what have I been saying? The new radical extreme socialist Democratic Party on every issue, not just this. Why the great cause now to be able to get an abortion in the ninth month? I, you can have intellectual differences with people over all right, when life begins. You know, child's not viable in the first trimester, for example. I personally believe life begins at conception. I have friends that disagree. All right, put that aside. That's not what anybody's talking about here. You carry a baby full term and start the birthing process and say, wait a minute, I, don't, I, I can't handle this emotionally, and somebody backs it up and you can have, you can, you can literally use infanticide and, and a child dies. That's fully viable. So John Speed... Um, owns John Speed, the Book Scout. It's a store in Syracuse, New York. And after the New York legislature and Andrew Cuomo, you know, passed this late-term abortion into the ninth-month law in New York called the Reproductive Health Act, or RHA. You notice they they don't say what it really is. It's the Health Act. Anyway, uh, Cuomo was apparently you know, giddy and wore a pink tie for the occasion, thanking advocates. And I was speaking to one of my daughters and I said, oh, it's the great legislature is going to pass the Reproductive Health Act. And she said, the Reproductive Health Act, weren't you supposed to do that like eight years ago? Cuomo told the audience to laughter. And she said, hey, dad, 
don't ever give me problems for a deadline again. And Tuesday, then right after they passed the bill, this is what happened in the New York State Legislature. They started clapping. All right, so anyway, John Speed closed his bookstore in protest of the signing of this bill, placed a sign in the storefront. It read, today is a day of mourning in New York State. We will not be collecting sales taxes today for a tyrannical government that murders babies. We will resume regular business tomorrow, collecting sales tax under duress. He is a pastor at Christ the King Baptist Church, I assume in Syracuse also. Uh, He joins us now. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, let's go to the heart of this. Uh, now, apparently, this is now the big cause for the left in the country, and I don't think it's even about abortion. This is about legalizing infanticide. Well, you know, whenever a woman has an abortion after 24 weeks, they're essentially giving birth. It's either by C-section or natural birth, even when they're doing an abortion. Uh, they are having birth, they're having a birth process, and this baby that they're giving birth to is going to be murdered. Um, it's no more and no less than that. Well, the child at this point is viable on its own. Um, and when you really think about it, I mean, it is the ultimate in innocence. If anyone needs protections of government in the sense that, you know, at that point, if it's a living human being on its own, to allow this to happen is unconscionable to me. It's gruesome in many ways. Um, anyway, so you made this statement about New York taxes. What's the result? What, what has been the consequences and results of your stand? What happened? Well, the consequences, we've had a few people in the immediate neighborhood who weren't really happy about us talking about it at all. Um, but other than that, uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. We've had I was talking to my wife here a minute ago. I think we're over around 650 orders in that neighborhood um, that have come in for multiple titles. It's just been an incredible. Is that is that a outpouring. lot for you? 650 is a big day. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, we might do on a big day 10. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, what, what's yeah, your what's we your are... website? We can plug away. and So people can buy any book from you. Or do you find um, hard to find books? Yeah, we do out of print, hard to find. Um, our website is john, J-O-N, speedbooks.com. And, uh, yeah, so the support's been overwhelming. Actually, it's ironic because now we're probably going to have to shut the store down for two weeks while we fill these orders. We've got volunteers in here that we're training today. No, 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 no. And- Don't stop taking the orders. Just say we'll get to it as quickly as no, possible. No. Let me let me help you well, out as a businessman. That's, that's what we're doing. Don't that's shut down doing. for okay. two weeks. We're taking all your orders. What's the website again? John Speedbooks. J O N exactly. Speedbooks dot com. Yeah, it's funny because I just orders. I just, just now, doing now that I know you exist, I just bought a whole bunch of Taylor Caldwell original hardback uh, novels. I got the whole collection, and I could have just gone to you, and you could have gotten it for me. Uh, she happens to be my favorite novelist. And uh, over Christmas, yeah. um, Well, you know, I don't even know what else to say, except that I I really have a hard time understanding how this has become the big cause of state after state. We know New York's liberal, California's liberal, but I I don't even know anybody that I know that's pro-choice that supports abortion in the first trimester that would support this. 
a few years ago, we did a documentary called Babies Are Murdered Here. I know there's debates about when the baby's viable, but I think it's pretty clear at conception, you've got human life. It's not a giraffe. You know, it's not a, it's, it's not a goldfish or something. This is human life. And I think when we start to really get a sense that this is really murder, we might actually rise up and do something about it. And I, I think... Well, I, a lot of people think, about. I mean, there's a lot of hyperbole, especially when there's a Supreme Court opening. You know, if you remember infamously Ted Kennedy going out there, Robert Bork's America, uh, you know, segregation and back alley abortions. No, if Roe v. Wade were somehow overturned, not likely, by the way, whether people want to hear that or not. Uh, it would right. go back to the states and states like New- you're always going to have states that are having legal abortion. The question is, you know, at what point when the child's viable, at what point do you say you have to make a decision? You can't wait till you're giving birth to say, you know what, I, 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 I'm not having good, a good feeling about this. Um, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, really, they really there's a time before that. And that's when they decide to have sex. Um, well, there's a lot of choices there, too. I mean, if you if you want to prevent pregnancy, um, it's very easy to do, isn't it? Yeah. Abstain. <laughs> well, that's the um, surefire you know. way. But I'm talking about let's, there's plenty of birth <laughs> control. If you decide you're going to have sex, you can prevent pregnancy. And we should be, you know, if you're not ready, whatever. But even that said, there is, you know, this is not even to me abortion. This is just infanticide, pure and simple. And how it's become the big cause of the left, I I don't know what's happened to this party. But all right, Pastor, uh, uh, listen, I wish you the best in your bookstore. And it's John Speed. What is it? Books.com. That's correct. Okay. Yep. And we also have endabortionnow.com. It's a great resource if people want to get interest involved in that. Okay. Thank you. And, you know, there's other groups out there like Live Action, Lila Rose, and, you know, other people. I did, you know, just search your own conscience on something like this. And we'll talk more about it at the top of the hour. Uh, all right. Let's get back to our phones. Uh, as we say hi to uh, our buddy, let's see, Greg is in uh, Orange County. What's up, Greg? How are you? Hey, Sean, I'm a certified financial planner. I deal with a lot of businesses with uh, medical insurance. I want to start off by saying Obamacare is the most successful government program in history. It was designed to crash the system so they can come and save us with single payer. That was the goal the whole time. So this $32 trillion price tag that they're uh, banding about is a lie because that's assuming that providers and hospitals are going to accept a 40% pay cut. Well, Kamala Harris, she did pull away pretty quick from it, but you know it's a real position. I mean, she was asked directly, do you, you know, would you get rid of private insurance? Yes. Well, that impacts 175 million Americans. Uh, and you're right. They kind of destroyed the system to create Medicare for all. Even Michael Bloomberg says you can't afford it, although, you know, I think he's thinking about a third party or a Democratic run himself. The Medicare trustees' own calculations, there's $60 billion a year in fraud and waste currently in Medicare. Mm-hmm. And you want to add to that? It doesn't make any sense. And but, the unfunded liability alone is $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. So I was, they were saying if they doubled federal tax revenue, it still wouldn't make up the shortfall. It really wouldn't. But they won't, and so they won't be honest with everybody. 
we know Harris wants it, Sanders wants it, and all the other uh, crazies. But, you know, I'm in California. They're trying to do it here. The, the price tag is $400 billion the first year, and the total budget of California is $177 billion. Let me tell you something. California's put up a get health care for free sign with Gavin Newsom. Legal, illegal immigrants, you get it for free. It's unbelievable. And by the way, you have to pay for your water after your 13.5% income tax, <laughs> the highest in the country. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Greg, for the call. Appreciate it. When we come back, uh, our news roundup information overload. We're going to go over this again. Uh, Linda is like ready, busting out of her chair. She's so upset about this. Um, and rightly so. I, I, I just, you know, if somebody did this to a, a puppy, I'd go insane. Nine months during dilation in the birth process. It's I, I can't conceive it. I really we're, we're losing it. Smoking is not about politics. It's about people. There are 34 million Americans that smoke. But for me, Juul was a game changer because you switch to Juul. It's simple. It's satisfying. And no more smell. I watch people all the time. They run outside in the freezing cold. It could be grabbing their cigarette. Well, with Juul, you'll take a quick puff and you're good. That's it. Now, Juul is designed with smokers in mind. From its form to technology, it's easy to use. No buttons, no switches. And the goal of Juul is to impact the lives of adult smokers by providing a satisfying alternative. Switch to Juul. You'll wish you had done it a long time ago. To discover the smoking alternative that is nothing like any e-cig vape you have ever tried, go to this website, J-U-U-L-Juul.com slash Switch America. That's J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. All right, let's get back to our busy uh, telephones here. Buddy, Joe in Ella J, Georgia. Joe has been calling me since my Atlanta days. Good man, Joe. How are you? John, I'm great. Great show. Appreciate all you do for Donald, Donald, Don Trump. He's the best president in history, in my opinion. Yesterday, you were talking about Schultz running as an independent. I think that's great. We all ought to encourage him because I think that will give it to Trump because uh, Schultz will take a lot of the Democrat votes, don't you think? Uh, probably, but I would expect that you're going to get one of these never-Trumpers, you know, Bill Crystal and his friends and John McCain supporters and John Kasich. I, I, I would expect an independent that thinks they're going to draw votes from Trump. I have no doubt that's going to happen. Do you see the story, by the way, Linda, about John Kasich? He was in first class. He was bumped to, you know, regular class. Uh, he wouldn't leave his seat. And so some lady for the sake and love of peace, gave up her seat because he wouldn't give up his. He's an embarrassment. Uh, you know, I I used to like John Kasich. I know. Yeah, um, so at my 50th birthday party, Billy Cunningham was there. John Rich was there. Kasich happened to be in town, so we invited him. And him and Cunningham nearly got into it because Bill Cunningham is, you know, the biggest radio host by far in Cincinnati. And uh, anyway, he's got... So when Trump what was happened running, to Cunningham try to tell him the truth, and he no, got I upset. had to break up what was about to become a fist fight. Okay, that was funny, and you missed it because you wanted to talk uh, no. about a fist fight. Well, but here's the thing, John Kasich, I wrote him about Donald Trump. I said, "Hey, do you have a minute? We were friends." I said, "Can I call you?" This is before the election. If he, he writes back, if it's about Trump, no. I wrote back, okay, so we're gonna have a superficial relationship. We can say hi, how are you? 
how's the family, but not really want an honest answer. We can't talk about the forgotten men and women and the 13 million Americans after Obama on food stamps and the 8 million in poverty or uh, taking on more debt than every other president before him combined. We just we'll just have one of those superficial relationships. That's what you want. Never wrote me back. Never heard from him again. You know what? He's he's planning on running. He is. I guarantee. Either as an, if he can't, he'll either primary Trump, or he'll run as an independent to hurt Trump. Not that I think he will. We'll. All right. News roundup. Uh, we'll get back to this race to allow abortion in the ninth month next. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. Your mention of Podesta. You were talking specifically about. One Podesta, were you not? And no, they I was actually with the I was Ukraine, talking, correct? No, I was talking about both Podesta brothers because uh, on uh, July 31st, Peter Schweitzer wrote a devastating monograph called From Russia with Money about John and Tony making millions from the oligarchs around Putin in aluminum, in uranium, in gas, in banking. And then on the 14th of August, Breitbart published another story by uh, by Schweitzer tying Tony Podesta to the same Ukrainian political party as, the, as Paul Manafort. So I said the Podesta's time in the barrel would come. What I was saying was I intended to get that information on a background basis to a number of reporters. Any other uh, narrative about what happened there uh, is false. And there was no controversy about my tweet for six weeks uh, until uh, it is alleged uh, that Stone was foreshadowing Podesta's emails being stolen. Let me be clear. I never knew the source or the content of any allegedly hacked or allegedly stolen emails. That is a lie. All right, so glad you're with us. News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Four days ago, the morning hours, pre-dawn hours of January 25th, well, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks, rolled into Roger Stone's Fort Lauderdale neighborhood, and two dozen heavily armed federal agents dressed in SWAT gear surround his home, draw their weapons, pound on his door, and take him into custody. Um, He's not a drug kingpin, not even charged with any violent crime of any kind. He's not a a mafia figure or a ruthless gangster. This is not El Chapo. Uh, He has, as we have discussed, this has now become another Robert Mueller process violation. In other words, if, if you don't have the witch hunt, None of this happens. And we all know there's no Russia collusion. There never has been any at any point. Um, There are real questions here. This has now become the tactics of Andrew Weissman, the pit bull, and Robert Mueller, and his merry band of Democratic donors and even hiring Hillary Clinton's lawyer. And we went over a list last night of all the Obama people that lied. When when is the pre-dawn raid going to happen? For Hillary, slam dunk case, although they put the fix in, that would be Strzok and Comey. Strzok, who wanted Hillary, thought she should win $100 million to zero. Uh, then, of course, subpoenaed emails deleted, computers, hard drive, acid wash with bleach bit, and then busting up devices. Or when are we going to get to Eric Holder or Cheryl Mills or Brennan or Clapper, who all lied under oath, or Treasury officials under Obama? 
or any of the other numbers of people. Anyway, uh, Roger Stone is with us now. I, I got to imagine, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. You thought the last time I interviewed you that you were being targeted, that it might happen. Did you expect it to happen this way? No, uh, Sean, I'm represented by attorneys. The special counsel's office is well aware of that. I'm 66 years old. Although I support the Second Amendment, I don't own a gun. Uh, I don't have a valid passport. I have no previous criminal record. I'm not a flight risk. The court said that when they gave me a, essentially a, a bond on my own signature. Uh, this was a, this was a, meant to send a, a, a an intimidating signal to to other witnesses. It was meant to intimidate me. Twenty nine SWAT team armed uh, FBI agents surrounding my home, wearing night goggles, brandishing assault rifles. I opened the door facing uh, down the barrel of two guns. Uh, I was summarily, uh, by the way, you know, good, good morning, Roger, <laughs> which just you know, that that'll wake yeah. you up better than any cup of coffee. And I'm not making light of it because it shouldn't happen. Not yeah, in this no, country. And, and of course, and, and of course there's a, a camera crew 15 feet away from CNN capturing the whole thing for posterity. Yeah. Just by so accident, by the way, they just happened to figure out the one day that they, yeah. that I heard it was an only day. Now you said something last night. Now your wife is sleeping, right? Yes, she was asleep. My wife is hearing impaired. Uh, she was not woken up by this co- co- uh, this commotion. I came downstairs. Um, they marched me outside in handcuffs, uh, bare feet, wearing my Roger Stone did nothing wrong T-shirt, uh, gym shorts. Uh, and they said, who else is in the house? I said, my wife. I was afraid that they were going to think she wasn't complying with an order because she can't hear and shoot her. Did you tell um, them that? Uh, I told them that she was hearing impaired. They still went upstairs, pounded on the door. They scared the daylights out of her. They traumatized my dogs. All of this could have been avoided by simply calling my attorney. Uh, The idea that they couldn't do that because I might destroy evidence is absurd. I've been under investigation for two years. They have brought 19 of my current or former associates before the grand jury or interrogated them by the FBI. If I was going to destroy evidence, which I haven't done, wouldn't I have done it a long time ago? It's it's absurd. Uh, these are the police state tactics of the, of the Gestapo. This is something you'd expect in Nazi Germany or in Soviet Russia, but not here in the United States. But the idea, Sean, is to poison the jury pool, to make me look like public enemy number one for the American people, to paint the black hat on me before I've had a fair trial, if I can get a fair trial in the District of Columbia, Uh, and then, of course, to break me financially. I don't have the funds to uh, hire the lawyers to fight this. They want to do to me what they did to Michael Flynn, force me to plead guilty to something I didn't do, which is why I ask people to go to stonedefensefund.com. I urgently help need help from the supporters of the president and other Americans who are outraged at what's being done to me. You know, I, I look at what happened to you, Manafort, same thing, uh, Cohn, the same thing. And you in General Flynn, I mean, what we learned that the deputy FBI director tells General Flynn, you don't need a lawyer. Uh, and Comey brags that he did to General Flynn and the Trump administration that which he never do if it was Obama or Bush as president, um, there's something really, and a three-star general in a perjury trap, he can't afford a lawyer. They threaten to go after his son. He falls on the sword for that reason. 
you know, I, I know that it's probably, you know, you're more of your makeup. I've, I've known you for a number of years, I guess, to just, you know, say that I'm, I'm not going to suborn. They're not going to be able to get me to suborn perjury. You're not going to lie. But then they threaten you with what? However many years in jail and you're 66 years old. That's not no, a, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a potential 45 year sentence based on these completely bogus charges. Uh, and I know how the indictment reads, but no lawyer, no reasonable individual could understand without seeing all the transcript of the four and a half hours that I voluntarily testified to see how bogus and fabricated these charges are, which is why I pled guilty today in my arraignment. Uh, but sitting at the prosecution table smirking, Jeannie Ray, the personal attorney for Hillary Clinton in the illegal email server case, the email case, uh, and who represented the Clinton Foundation against charges of racketeering. She has been running the uh, the uh, investigation into me. She's been questioning the witnesses before the grand jury about me. Sitting next to her, Aaron Zelinsky, uh, former counsel to the uh, State Department under Hillary Clinton. His emails are actually among the emails uh, uh, published by WikiLeaks, clear conflict of interest, recommended for his job by Rod Rosenstein, who he served as an assistant uh, U.S. attorney to. By the way, that's a violation to the U.S. attorney, pardon me, the Justice Department is supposed to be completely independent of the special counsel's office. Uh, so uh, these are partisan hit people. They're, they're, uh, they, they are, you know, they are uh, Hillary supporting partisans, uh, and their their goal is quite simple. Silence me. Silence me on the InfoWars platform. Silence me so with a gag order so I can't come on with you, Sean. Uh, that's the whole plan. And then crush me financially, which is the worst part. Um, I- I'm gratified that so many people have gone to StoneDefenseFund.com to help me because my life is now in their hands. We have a precedent-setting case that's called the Pentagon Papers. Uh, I went over it on this show in great detail uh, last week, and I've gone over it before. Um a lot of this case is you, this indictment against you, which I've read now a couple of times, surrounds your desire to get information about what WikiLeaks might release before the election in 2016. Now, knowing the Pentagon Papers case as well as I do, well, it was a 6-3 Supreme Court ruling that the New York Times, Washington Post, that they had every right to publish even stolen materials, as long as they weren't part of a conspiracy to steal it or steal it themselves. Um, You're just trying to find out, like, by the way, I think almost everybody in the media was wondering what WikiLeaks was going to drop at that time. And at one point, you're speculating in one of the emails that it was about the foundation, Clinton Foundation, and you weren't right about that, which says, oh, you didn't have any coordination of any time. Uh, You didn't conspire to steal and you didn't steal it. So how is that, this? That is, that, that is correct. In fact, there's also, they cite an email from uh, Dr. Jerry Corsi telling me that the disclosures will come in August in two uh, data releases. That's also incorrect. That turns out to be totally wrong. So it's very clear that I never had advance notice of the source or the content uh, of the WikiLeaks disclosures, either stolen or allegedly hacked, uh, that I never received any such materials, that I never passed anything of the kind onto the Trump campaign or Donald Trump, 
uh, and uh, well, I'm not sure. What about what the claim? Because they're claiming that you did have contact with and uh, a high ranking Trump official uh, about this, whatever information you were getting. But it wasn't anything you were ever able to confirm. Is that correct? Uh, I got an email from somebody in the Trump campaign about uh, Assange's public press conference, and I responded with two things from that morning's uh, media, both of which were public information, that that Assange was concerned about his personal security. The Guardian reported that, and that there would be weekly disclosures for every week from October 1st to the election. Politico had reported that five hours earlier. So, again, no inside information. I do think there are some in the Trump campaign who have been pressured to bear false witness against me, and that will be proven at trial. My lawyers look forward to calling Adam Schiff to the stand and Eric Swalwell to the stand, uh, because uh, I'm entitled, if I was accused of lying to the committee, to call committee members and see what they had to say that day and what what the Republican members of the committee thought in terms of whether my any error I made before the committee in my testimony involves either intent or materiality. All right, we're going to take a break. More with uh, Roger Stone on the other side. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. All right, as we continue, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN is our number. How did they get to this point where now this is the new radical extreme democratic socialist party when it's a battle this is a battle between the you know the good and the evil i mean when you start taking a life at nine months that's just evil i don't it's not even for me it's not political it's not democrat it's not republican listen you and i both i'm sure you have friends like i do that maybe they have a different interpretation in terms of okay they think in the first trimester it's still not viable it's growing inside A person has a right to choose. Sean, I have to be honest here. When I started working for you, you and I used to have debates, and you probably don't remember because you got a lot of stuff to remember. You know, you notice how she always says the little shots behind that. And Miss, she says, I have an elephant's memory. Oh, are are you getting sensitive on me? Do you need a blanket? You need some cocoa? You're not feeling up to the day? I'm the one that had to get you some ice cream the other day because you are having a horrible day. I was having a horrible day. I know, but you're having a better day today. Do you want a reward for me getting ice cream from you? No, I don't. Do you want a pat on the back? Do you need a longer, you need a spatula? Let me try it. It had peanut butter and chocolate in it. And You're it, welcome. It was fat free. Oh, it makes such a difference. But off topic, in all seriousness, I was pro-choice at one point when I came right. to New York. And a friend of mine very smartly said to me, Linda, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. Have you ever seen? I said, sure. Sure. They said, have you ever seen an abortion? And I said, oh, my God, no. Okay, watch an abortion and then tell me if you're pro-choice. And I said, you know what? That's a very fair point. So me being the tough New Yorker that I am, I went and I sat down and I watched an abortion. And I was pro-life from that point forward. It is. Look, I, I do believe that people should be more responsible. We can prevent pregnancy. By the way, all it takes is a little care and a desire to be a responsible adult. Um, Remember the priest that was on Hannity and Combs years ago and he said he wouldn't give me communion? Oh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I said, by the way, he ended up getting in lots of trouble. Anyway, so I, I, I'm talking to this guy. I said, well, people that aren't Catholics, I would rather they use birth control than have an abortion. That's all I said. I'm a Christian now. I can't support the Catholic Church after all that it's done. And all the cover-ups. And let me just interrupt for one minute. So if you want to give a woman flowers and you Mm -hmm. want to take her out, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. People are going to make all kinds of choices. We want to think about the happiness of love and life. And if you decide you want to create a life, awesome. But let's just be smart people when we make these decisions. Listen, if you don't want, if you're not ready for a child, you can prepare yourself.
Exposing left-wing media bias. No stone left unturned. The Sean Hannity Show is back on the air. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. We're going to get to your calls here in a minute. You know, um, so since the president decided, all right, well, they're not going to talk to me and air travel might be impacted and uh, TSA workers might go on strike and we might have a, you know, an inconvenience of the American people and the furloughed workers, you know, nobody cares about them. And by the way, we got a great story out today about Nancy Pelosi. You know, she's so busy all the time. You know, Nancy Pelosi now is attending. Remember, she went on her Hawaii vacation. She wouldn't sit down with the president. She declined his invitations. She and Chuck Schumer, you know, they sent aides to negotiate supposedly with the vice president. And everybody in the media, well, Nancy won. What did she win? The president was fighting to stop drugs from coming into the country, stop human trafficking, stop uh, fentanyl and heroin, and uh, keep our borders safe and secure and not allow people that end up killing innocent Americans, you know, the 1% or 2% that we don't vet that cross that border illegally. By the way, Nancy's going to have a really great time with all the music elite at the Grammys this weekend. We hear that uh, she's among the guests expected at Clive Davis's annual pre-awards gala. And he's getting offers as high as $100,000 per table to attend. Let's see, Jamie Foxx and Alice Cooper and Mark Anthony and Smokey Robinson. Sounds like a fun time. Maybe she could negotiate the wall. So, you know, I told everybody, I think I know Donald Trump pretty well. I look at his promises that he's kept and how he goes down the list, how tenacious he is. And I don't think a train change in strategy and allowing Congress three more weeks to get the job done is an indication he's caved in any way. Matter of fact, to bolster my argument that he's going to do it on his own, and I'm, I would bet 99%, that's my personal opinion, if he doesn't do it on his own, then, you know, call me and yell at me in three weeks or two weeks now, whatever it is. Now the president, USA Today reporting, we now have three migrant caravans heading to the U.S. border one of which includes over 12,000 people hell-bent on entering the United States one way or the other. Now, the president has responded and ordered an additional 5,000 troops to the military contingent he's already sent down there. Remember, they're putting up, you know, razor wire, some border, some protection. Now, what if 12,000 people arrive not at a point of entry, arrive not at a place that is cordoned off or there's a wall or a barrier what if they walk over to one of those open areas and what if they decide that all at once they're going to come into america is that good for them is that good for this country as how do you stop that because then the border patrol you know what what do we do to protect our borders at that point because the reports are out even fake news cnn finally picked up on it that several busloads of migrants were dropped off on Highway 2 in Mexico, just south of the Arizona border. They walked about 100 yards. They climbed under and over the vehicle barrier. That is the only infrastructure in that area. Agents were called to make the arrest, according to the Tucson Border Patrol Chief Jeffrey Self. In total, 242 people, mostly from Guatemala. 
arrested when Border Patrol agents arrived at the scene and uh, they were detected by a mobile surveillance system. Now, what are you going to do here? Now, I think the president sending these additional troops to the border to deal with this caravan threat is an indication that I'm going to end up being right, that the president's going to go his own way. Maybe a national emergency or maybe he just sends the military and says, start building the wall. Yeah, there'll be court challenges, attempts at injunctions. They'll do their judge shopping. But if it becomes a national emergency issue, I got to imagine that you got to expedite the process. And that would then, you know, maybe it takes three, four, five, six months. He's not giving up. A new strategy does not mean you're giving up. You know, if you look, for example, there was a Washington Examiner piece, you know, things you might not hear about in the mainstream media, Border Patrol agents arresting a Salvadorian male crossing illegally from Mexico. And according to Customs and Border Protection, his arrest was in the process. The agents identified him as an active MS-13 gang member. And they caught a cluster of illegal immigrants shortly after they crossed into the U.S. They checked their records, one of them previously convicted for attempted second-degree murder in New York. He had been sentenced to five years confinement. Mm-hmm. Walking right back across. Oh, that's not a big deal, though, right? Because we, we allow infanticide now. So that makes a lot of sense why we'd let him back in. So you have MS-13 gang members, an attempted murderer apprehended. It was a great op-ed um, on Fox News by Timothy Ballard. And he says, as a former Department of Homeland Security special agent on the southern border who fought sex trafficking over a decade, I can say with certainty that the issue of the border wall should not uh, should be not about the power and partisan politics. It should be about the children. By the way, there is something called permanent separation. Democrats care about separation. But Nancy Pelosi won't meet with angel moms and dads. Anyway, he goes on, it should be about the kids and the tens of thousands of them who have been and are being trafficked in the U.S. and forced into the commercial sex trade. That's also part of the crisis that's happening at the border, human trafficking. It's one of the fastest growing criminal enterprises on the planet. And you have millions of children, victims, stuck in the clutches of evil. You know, it's and he said, I spent 12 years as a special agent undercover operator for Homeland Security investigations in the child crimes, child trafficking unit. I was stationed there at the border in Calexio, California, based on my extensive experience fighting transnational crime along the southern border. I know that we should absolutely finish building the wall for the sake of children. Not long ago, a 13 year old girl from Central America. uh He gives a name. Let's call her this Liliana kidnapped from her village, trafficked to the U.S. at a location where there's no wall, no barrier. From there, she was taken to New York City, raped by American men 30 to 40 times a day. You think this guy's lying? I don't. I think he's giving an accurate report. You know, Sean, another thing we should bring up is that the Super Bowl is one of the most, um, it's the highest trafficked sex traffic times in the United States is during the Super Bowl. So this know. weekend on Sunday, mm. we are going to have young girls and boys, some as young as the ages of seven and eight, being raped 
um, by people who are buying them during the Super Bowl because there's so much happening, so much being brought into the United States for this huge event, millions and millions of dollars being spent on ad time, and people aren't paying attention to the fact that all of these children are being sex trafficked. In fact, our friend Amy Kramer is doing some awareness about it in Atlanta because Atlanta is one of the biggest hub- hubs for sex trafficking. So people should really look into what this all means during the Super Bowl and how they can help. Unbelievable. So sad. And, you know, again, liberals are compassionate. All this is happening. At what point do they bear responsibility for not solving the problem? When do they get in trouble for not doing their job? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. Uh, Marsh is in Brooklyn, New York. The all-new AM710, the talk of New York. What's going on? Hey, Sean. It's a pleasure to talk to you and an honor. What's going on? Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm a legal, currently a legal resident here in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm currently going through the process to become a citizen. I good for I you. Pay my taxes. I do things the right way, and I think it's very unfair what's happening right now. What the Democrats are doing. So it's a le- uh, you went through what is a difficult process, right? Correct. And it took a long time. Very long. There's some vetting involved, right? I'm going through the vetting process again. <laughs> yeah. Currently. And, Okay, and then you're here, you're successful, you pay your taxes, you did it legally, and you're a member of our family. Where did you come from, by the way? I came from Trinidad. Well, welcome to our family. It's great to have you. And and by the way, that's the other thing. You know, if you give amnesty, all it does, you know, it rewards illegal behavior. If we're going to give out these precious, you know, we can't take the world's population— Half the world would want to come in one day. But for those people that get the honor of joining our family, um, you know, if you do it legally, why reward reward the people that do it right like you did? That's what I say. I just want to add that Trinidad is in proximity to Venezuela. We're one of the closest countries. And what's happening there because of what's going on in Venezuela, it's disgusting. They're all coming over, drugs. They just kidnapped. Uh, a few fishermen from my country, and they're calling for ransoms. It's crazy what's happening. They're pouring into our country. It's crazy. I, I You know, I, every once in a while, like dealing with this whole topic of abortion in the ninth month and, you know, this former DHS agent saying, you know, kids are trafficked and raped 30, 40 times a day. I mean, there's so, there's such evil in this world at times. And when I wrote the book Deliver Us from Evil many years ago, I think it was 2004. I wrote this book. I remember I did a lot of research for the book. And I just looked at the last hundred years, last century, human evil. When you add it up, it's about 100 million plus human souls murdered. Governments, tyranny, Nazism, fascism, communism, Stalin, Pol Pot, the killing fields, uh, Hitler, Mussolini. You know, Tojo's Japan, all innocent. I mean, human beings, it's hard for good people to wrap their good, generally good minds around pure evil. You know, if you could do this to an innocent child and traffic them and destroy them for money, you know, selling them and ruining their souls... Or you can sell heroin or fentanyl and not think twice about that's evil. That's it. You know, where is the heart of the left when it comes to this ninth month 
abortion obsession now that they have. What? It starts in New York, now California, now Rhode Island. It's it's unbelievable. Have what were you saying in my ear? Oh, oh you Oh yeah, by the way, Andrew Cuomo just spoke out. I was actually just wanting it printed. My printer is not working. Oh, thank you. But yeah, let's play it. It just apparently Andrew Cuomo just said this earlier. The church cannot remain indifferent to this. And the church must punish such priests. And that includes to support the legal action. There is no other way out of this because it's a crime. No worse. It's leaving them alive but destroyed. All right, but that's not. The, these laws are being purposefully vague to say, as this delegate in Virginia said, even if a woman's dilating and going through the process. I mean, she, they're very clear about it, and they say, well, and, and this is, just pay very close attention because the laws that they're advocating for here, they are purposely saying health without definition. But a doctor can say, well, at that last minute, she emotionally wasn't prepared for this. And she didn't know she wasn't prepared for this. And that's the difference. All right, back to our phones. Uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, George is next. Hey, George, how are you? And welcome to the show. Big fan. Appreciate you very much. Oh, thank you, sir. Glad you called. Like, I have a couple questions. One is, um, uh, William Barr, is, is he someone that we're going to be able to count on? Look, people that I know, love, and trust swear by him. Even Joe DeGeneva loves the guy. Um, what he wrote that we know he wrote, you know what? It makes me feel at least some hope about the guy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know him. I don't know. That's my answer. Now, I assume after what happened with Jeff Sessions, we're going to have a real attorney general. We'll know because if the law starts getting applied equally and we have equal justice and he does his job, then these household names in the deep state, all these people that lied to Congress, they're going to get their own little pre-dawn raids uh, for lying to Congress, for committing fraud on FISA courts, for destroying evidence and uh, everything else in between, for rigging investigations, for political for people you politically support, et cetera. So we're going to find out. I don't know the answer yet, but we'll find out pretty soon. Pretty what short. about the ones that were given uh, immunity on Hillary's side? Well, once they're given immunity, I don't think you can take it back. You're right. Cheryl Mills and Uma Abedin. That's a great point. Sad, isn't it? Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. 
Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider.